I don't remember seeing you before, Jenny. Oh. What year are you in? Are you in Masterful Living 2 or are you in 3? Hi, Rieko. Good to see you. Hi, good to see you. Seen you in a while. I know. <laughs> Probably hasn't been too long. It just seems like a long time. Oh. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Can't see you yet. Guess I could still say hi. Hi, everybody. I'm in in route. It's the end of my work day. I'll be there <laughs> shortly. <laughs> Drive safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Are we waiting for something? Our teacher. I think it's a community call tonight. What's that? I think it's a community call tonight. Oh, okay. I was confused. As we often are. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, come here. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Rosalind. Rosalind. I've seen Rosalind in a long time. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Do you want to wait in a minute or pray in? It's like three after. I'll say pray in. Anyone want to volunteer? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, placing our hand on our heart. Let's take a deep breath together. Love and gratitude, willingness and trust. We're happy and grateful to gather together for the purpose of our healing and awakening. We're happy to share from the heart anything that's coming up for healing, 
any successes, any insights and ahas, challenges, breakthroughs, breakdowns, all of it is equally helpful. We invite spirit into our heart and ask spirit to be in charge of this call, knowing that we'll be led and guided perfectly when to speak, what to say, how to respond, how to listen. We're grateful that the how is none of our business. And we gladly give the heavy lifting to spirit today. We thank Jennifer and the Power of Love ministry team for providing us with this opportunity, this platform for organizing everything behind the scenes so we could have this amazing healing conversation. We're so to share the benefits of all of our healing with everyone because we're one. In gratitude, we let the healing be and know that it is done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rieko, for a beautiful praying. Thank you, Rieko. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Laurel. I'd like to share a word that came to me overnight yesterday, and it's not a word that's in my usual vocabulary, nor do I hear it in any of the spiritual groups. It may be a word that's in the Course in Miracles somewhere. Good question for John Mundy, but the word that came to me was, you are inestimable. In, in estimable, I can almost not say it. Estimable. 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 That's it. Estimable. I almost can't say it, and I think that's important that I can't say it. The words <laughs> hardly come out of my mouth. And I understood when I heard that, that it wasn't me, special Rosalind. But it's you all, all, everyone is. And uh, the word, and it was like, you are like the light, because it's so, it's so infinite. And uh, I, I, that word was going around for a day or so, that word that I almost can't say, because it's so, you know, it feels, my ego says it's egotistical, but obviously we know it's the ego that doesn't want to believe that because it's toast, if, it, if, I, if I understand that. So my dialogue with the angels was today was about that word. And they asked me, what would it be like if you believed it? If you believe that, and I think this is for everyone, what would your life be like if you believed that? If we all believed that and knew it, how different would our lives be? Just in case anybody wants to take that one in. Hmm.
Yeah, I just did a quick uh, look up on Google. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's actually there. It's very beautiful. The um, some of the meanings of that word: too great to calculate, untold. Mm. I like that one. Me too. And unfathomable. Mm. That's why I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. untold. Our our. Uh, did you say our value is inestimable? Yes, because before that, I, um, you know, your your year and my year are all reading that book, um, healing and recovery. And I realized that any symptoms I have had along the way, whether they be psychological or physical, are all about unworthiness. Probably everybody's is to some degree, you know, we're not all that different from each other, even though it looks different all the time. And um, so then I began, I think my next step, if, if, the, if the symptoms were about unworthiness, what would worthiness look like? And then my psyche was working, or Holy Spirit, or whichever definition you want to use, angels. I was open then to what does worthiness look like in its biggest form. And that's, I think, the the next step was that inestimable. (laughs) I need help. (laughs) Estimable. I'm I'm pretty certain that that is in the course. Yeah, I think it might be, but it's not used very often. It's certainly not in course discussions. I've never been in a group where they just can't say it. That's probably why. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I had a sense that it was probably there, but still, um, yeah. Uh, They had some more to say because I did have that next question, Tracy. I know people were wondering from our last discussion on, on on your community call about. Well, really, how do I, who is this voice that's speaking to me and who am I interacting with? And um, how do I know it's angels? And, you know, is it, could it maybe it's Holy Spirit? Maybe it's my higher self. Maybe it's a grieving mother. Maybe it's ego. Um, and what they had to say to me today, I think, um, it's it kind of so shook me up that I knew it wasn't my own voice because it's not a thought I would have had. I, it's not a thought I've had. And I can share it if you'd like, if it fits with where everybody is. is, is are, you, are you interested in more of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they said <clears throat> when I was going over that they were saying that as part of my process, I have to get used to sharing you know, and then not getting into people's reactions, like was it too much to have shared in your community call, or how did people take it, or did I answer well enough, or were they the right words, or anything that would be my personality going over it. And they said that, you know, I need to have experiences like that, you know, that it's good for me in small chunks, even though a lot of the growth comes in our private dialogues. I need to, you know, do that. And then they went on to, so I think it, it got back to that business that we were talking about on your community call where we talked about them not telling Melissa the truth about marriage and, and children and um, that really they were only interested in the results. And they actually said, which shocked me, that they don't care how many marriages you have or 
or how many children. It's all stuff to them. And in quotes, and I went, <laughs> you know, I mean, I really recoiled and said, and, and they said, they're just interested in, did you become more loving as a result? And that, then I knew something truth was speaking to me. It's not about, and you can see why they would say it's just stuff, even though, you know, there's some, I don't know if it's the little girl part that thinks it's better if you have less marriages or, you know, you have a good relationship with your children or, you know, whatever the ego ideas were, beliefs, if you will. So anyway, I was a little bit shocked that they considered it all stuff because of how they they um, interpreted that. That made sense. You know, did you become more loving as a result that they are interested in the spiritual outcome and that's why they didn't care about telling Melissa things that were not about this world. Did they bring her to love? And that, that's why they're very self-satisfied that it was all good. And I think that's what Jennifer means too when she says it's all, it's all good even when it doesn't feel that way. I'm learning maybe that's more of what she means. So anyway, they, the angels thought that I should be on your call again, even though I hijacked the last call, that, um, that I should share this. I'm well, done. I'm really glad that the angels are telling you this. <laughs> Thank them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this is so special. And so amazing, you know, that you're sharing this with us. And I just feel so blessed. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And they, and they went over again that they wanted Dina and her questions to be in our circle, in our, with Diana and with, with all of us, but very much, um, for some reason, and Dina may know, may know the reasons that that was definitely not misspeaking that, that Dina and her son are, and the questions are all in our, on our altar. Can you clarify when you say my son, are you talking about my, my passed away son? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I mean, I think they mean, as best as I understand, mm -hmm. whatever is left between about about your son and passing and death and angels and non-angels and voices and whatever the questions are, that all of that's a part of something that I wouldn't know, but they say belongs in the circle. Yeah, I, I do have a lot of questions, and I and I did. It's it's interesting because not just from your call the other day, but from the first second I saw the post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it charged you. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. and I and there weren't even many details. No, so but you, you I knew there was something about that that was for you. Yeah, and and I've yeah I've been I, I made a, um, a a vow or a promise or whatever not to be judgmental. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, that's why they, they feel that opening, and that's why they want yeah. you in the circle. That, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not judgmental, but I'm not answers yet. But. Yeah, but I, but I do, yes, I am needing some 
yes, that bothers me. I'm bothered on some level. And they feel, that, I, they feel that judgment, they, but they feel you taking that judgment and holding it at a distance. And they're very excited about that. They feel like that's an opening. Yeah, I, um, I, I've always been uh, preferred the truth. Mm-hmm. And so do they. Mm-hmm. But we're all learning what truth is. Anybody have a further update on uh, Diana from besides what Jennifer wrote this morning or yesterday? Oh, I didn't read that. What was that? That he's still with us. Tim is still with us. And that we, we, that prayers are appreciated. So he's definitely, and she are definitely in our hearts right now. And so I, I would really like to open up this as a community call and, your community call and, and have people share and I'll just be present. I don't know if anybody would be interested. It's related to the angel um, topic that has come into my life through Roslyn um, experience, but I, I've shared a little bit about my friend whose mother died and, and she put a dime on her gravesite and then um, dimes have been appearing in her life at regular intervals. Um, there's a little more on that. Would, is that meaningful for anybody or not so much? A little bit more. Okay. So um, th- this um, Sunday was the one year anniversary of her mother's passing. And so um, as an example, so she's a teacher And um, she knew that the week prior to this anniversary day was going to be a hard week for her because she has all the memories. And I don't know how many of you are like this, but if if I am, um, you kind of remember everything that happened last year that was happening, all the all the ups and downs. And and, and so um, anyway, she was taking care of herself by getting her classroom straightened out on the Friday because she knew the next week was going to be difficult. So she was doing some more straightening up than she normally would have. And um, she moved some construction paper that she sometimes uses to just uh, uses like a folder for her homework stuff. She might take home to grade and she picked it up and there was a dime. Um, They always appear at times that are meaningful like that, right? I mean, it's not, it's when it's an important time when she's needing encouragement. And, and so she's got quite a collection now. And, um, and her husband has been a dear in supporting her and her parents. He's just a great guy. And so, and he's an engineer, not inclined in this direction at all to believe in angels, but, However, he has been saving the dimes that are also appearing in odd places for him and times. And so he has about six. And um, so they're in a really difficult time in that, like in my family and other families, there's a lot of um, conflict and tension and, and apparent brokenness. 
anger and stuff in the relationships. And I mean, his, her father is still in a, he's, he's got dementia and he's in kind of a decline and, and his mother is, has cancer and is, anyway, it's, it's not easy. I mean, and they're like far away from both parents, but going to visit and anyway. So it's just beautiful to see the way angels, God, um, are supporting them. And I had a long conversation with her yesterday and, and she took great care of herself. They went camping in the Grand Tetons over the weekend. And, and she said the day was just perfect. And, and it was, uh, it was amazing. At first I thought it was just a beautiful and perfect day, but, but she mentioned like they were driving somewhere and talking about the song cats in the cradle and the meaning of it. And then it came on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen any elk. And an elk went right across in front of the road. And and they saw a family of grizzly and bears. And um, and and then um, in the night when when he was asleep, she was doing some reading with one of those, you know, light on the head kind of hats. And and she was reading a book that was kind of fiction. But the section she just happens to come across that night was of. Um, it was a death type of a uh, a scene that was um, very sweet and um, just made her feel like, because that was the night her mom had passed away and right at about the same time. It was, it was, it was, um, anyway, I don't know. I just, I just felt so happy for her and, and so grateful that Rosalind shared about this last year when it was going through in her life. And that's facilitated a, a, a real deepening of this friendship with my friend and and um, and she's feeling a lot of support from me but I also with her because my mother's um, transition was 28 years ago this past weekend so um, anyway it's, 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 but those dimes it's, it's uh, really something they're showing up like and i say like i haven't found any dimes in the past year have you guys you know <laughs> anyway that's all it's um anyway very special really special thank you tracy mm-hmm. the angels say they can use anything that means something to you I um I guess I want to start saying I, I don't feel like the call got hijacked <laughs> over the weekend. I guess I trust the flow of things. You know, I trust that everyone showed up on the call that was supposed to be on the call, and I trust your share, Rosalind, was divinely orchestrated. And I just I felt like the information was, as I said on the call, a transmission, mm-hmm. and. My experience uh, at the end of the call was I just wanted to sit in silence for as long as I could to really ground the transmission because I had this uh, experience of thinking, I'll never be afraid again. And even though I may drop into a lower dimension of consciousness, 
and feel fear, I still feel like something shifted and changed. So even if I drop to that dimension, I still the other one is still there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that can never go away. And so I'm very grateful for the sharing of yours, Rosalind, but everyone's sharing. And it reminded me of, um, I guess about eight years ago or so, my son at the time was in high school and one of his not a close friend, but someone, it was a small high school and um, it was a peer that he everyone knew and he killed himself. And um, it was very hard for everyone. And I didn't know the young man, I knew who he was and I, I went to the funeral, but um, a year later, or no, maybe it was a couple years, I can't remember the time frame, but um, I was serving on the bereavement uh, ministry at Agape. And so I didn't know these people, but I, they wanted someone to come hold prayer vigil for a memorial they were having. So I did that in those days a lot. So I went and I just sat in prayer with my eyes closed. And I got there early and I just had my eyes closed and I was could hear people coming in, but I was just so deep into holding the prayer space. And because I was there early, I, I heard all of a sudden um, this young, his name was Mike, Mike's voice. And it became clear to me that he was speaking a message to me to give to my son. And coincidentally, I had two or three clients, adolescent clients at the time, who also were peers of this young man. And they were all just so heartbroken. And I wrote down, I grabbed in my purse and I wrote down what Mike was saying to me because I didn't want it to be my words. I didn't want it to come through my interpretation. So I just wrote it down and then stuck it back in my purse and closed my eyes again. (laughs) And uh, I realized that was, I got home that night and I was sharing it with my son. who was, I think he was 16 or almost 17 at the time. And I said, for whatever, I mean, he grew up with me, so he kind of (laughs) knows I say these things. And I, I said, I just wanted to share this with you, but I want to read it because I don't want it to come through my voice. And so I read it and my son looked at me and he said, that's exactly what Mike would say. And mm-hmm. I didn't, again, I didn't know Mike. I didn't, we didn't know his rhythm or the kinds of things he would be saying. And so I said, well, you can share it with whoever you want to share it with or, or just, you know, keep that in your own heart. And then he, one of the things, I don't know, a year later, Mike, I thought, is he like, how does this happen? It, it, angels, because if, if we leave this form, he's not in this form, but is that how we receive the form? Like we recognize the human, the last human residue, because that's how we would understand it. Anyway, he was saying to tell my son, part of what the, tr- the transmission then was, he wanted me to tell my son whatever he drew back, Mike would be there behind him to hold him and push him forward, which was what this young kid used to do on the football field, not my Mm. son, but this guy. Mm. He was such a kind soul. He just was very depressed. Uh, He had a lot of ups and downs in his brain. And 
it was so his nature and my son's nature is a more quiet and introverted and and it was interesting to me because it was such a gift to me on many levels but then later when my son was at college when i would drop into a parent's anxiety i felt like i could hear this young man's voice mike's voice is saying i'm right there behind him this is when i'm pushing him forward this is when i'm holding him and then his so my son's junior year his roommate killed himself and mm -hmm. it was it was even more devastating it was a different was closer and i remember this i don't want to call him just mike but this energy maybe the angel energy came to me and kept to soothe me because i had the concern of a parent you know my son was so far away he was almost all the way across another side of the coast other coast and i just remembered what it was like in high school what the grief seemed to um was hard for him and i guess i'm sharing it now because it feels and in listening to your story rosalind on saturday it it's very hopeful like the stuff of life it's just they are just vehicles they're just the vehicles to help us to learn to love and i feel like it helped me learn to um when i could quiet my anxiety or my worry or my fear is my son okay is you know um then there's like more space in me just to love mm -hmm. in the midst of anything and um so coincidentally uh, a couple of my sons the other two roommates were um in Los Angeles they were all sitting on the back deck the other this weekend and i could hear them talking about this young man their dear friend that had um killed himself and i heard my son saying you know he just couldn't be here he just couldn't be here but he's still here and mm. it was just such an amazing experience to to witness these like three young you know they're all like around 24 and it's not like they have the same spiritual conversations we're all having here but they were it was like mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing and they just they just felt you know he's always here um i don't know i just felt called to share it because oh, beautiful those messages i just feel like i think i feel like we are called to share them mm -hmm. like i i shared that experience with my other two adolescent clients at the time and um it's it's so expansive and even if someone can't quite comprehend it or they don't quite believe it there's still something very soothing and loving mm -hmm. i think that happens mm -hmm. and we experience it like maybe as the unified field theory maybe as string theory maybe as the great spirit maybe mm -hmm. a, you know what whatever I, the language doesn't really even matter mm -hmm. and so i'm just really grateful for this conversation so mm -hmm. far from hijacked also i i sort of felt like <laughs> i thought well there is no separation right so mm -hmm. it's not our our group your group yeah. it's all of our it's our community we're all here i think we're That's here true. and the conversation is happening so beautifully just as it as it is meant to be yeah there were thanks Vanessa there was there were two parts to that one was uh, my personality 
and the other part was my true being and my true being mm. knew that it was right felt that it was right i too was in an altered state until and even after i said what just happened here you know i mean i could just and i was actually ate a bunch of food that i wasn't hungry for i and to ground myself i i've never had that experience i've been an overeater it's at times in my life but i've never had the experience of overeating to ground myself which it wasn't necessary but i just speaking to that transported place that i too was and it's just the personality that wondered would be would jennifer be okay with going against the rules in this is in this situation and i can let that go of course um but i too was moved by everybody and and what happened in communication it wasn't my talking it was our communication you know at least that was my understanding of it and and what's clear to me now too is there's the question of who's speaking in those voices when people have the question and then there's the message that's what i just get out of what you're saying Vanessa too is that even if we don't believe in who's who we say is speaking the angels or what or we have questions about that we can lay that aside and just take in the message like you say with um mike and the, the boys and and they're and it's so encouraging that they're taking it in without a spiritual format they're just taking it in as life this is life he's here with us you know and you heard from him and we feel him and it's all possible and i have a question what was it you what happened it was against jennifer's rules Well, um you know, Carla, um how we're welcome to go into any year, but we're not supposed to share on the community calls if we're not in our year and take over the call with a lot of talk. You've heard that um before, right? I see you have some feelings about it. I, it's been spoken. I didn't know that was a rule. Well, you could say it's a rule or 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 it's a suggestion. I probably um, that quibble about. I hmm? probably that a ton of times. So, uh, you know what it is. Yeah. Well, it was it was what happened. Let's just say that and I'm pretty sure that Jennifer would be okay in the sense that it was the right thing for that time. and there and there's some some meaning into what she's thinking of what she said is the reason for that is and i even talked to her about our uh year 3 combining with year 2 for community calls because we were both struggling with numbers of people there and that if people knew that it would be a larger group that was that's easier for some people who said they didn't like to get on a call if they thought there were just a couple of people cuz it scared them and they like to be with the more people so they wouldn't have to speak and and at that time she said well the problem with combining it is that it might that the higher year or the you know the longer year student the three year might take over the two year and then the two year may feel intimidated or not like talking or whatever so 
that's the, the it's to preserve the place for everyone it was her thinking i think i'm doing justice to her thinking thank you yeah <laughs> so i was thinking as i was to do maybe we can just call them loving gentle guidelines yes because that's what go. they are they're there to hold the frame hold yes the and and then and rules are meant to be broken. I mean, on occasion when, when there's a reason or whatever. It's more about the intention. I yeah. Think. Yeah. 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 I think rules are just more of the stuff the angels are saying. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> but you're right, Tracy. It's about, about the intent. Yeah. So, yeah. I have found in my experience that sometimes when I seem to err or something seems like that, it's some of my greatest learning. Well, I got to see that I still care about authority figures and I still care about rules and I got to see all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's not near as important as everything else. And that, you know, the other day they were talking to me about, I can't remember what I was spreading about. And they brought me straight back to my heart. And they said, you see, when you're in your head, you can't feel us. But when you drop down to your heart, there we are. And so this is all just head stuff. It's the rule and it's not the rule. And did I hijack? And what does Jennifer think? That's all from here. But our hearts were all, and still are, all know what, you know, what's what was true for us and what is true today and the holiness of that. I had a bit of a revelation also. I think it was stimulated by our call on Saturday, but it I think it just kept like flowing through and was that I had been asking for assistance from higher Holy Spirit self, from the angels. I, I call them all in, ascended masters about just dropping into more silence. 
because I notice I keep externalizing it. Like I need to live out in the country. I need to live in a mountaintop. I need to, <laughs> and so sometimes I'm spending time on the internet finding that spot rather than finding the spot inside. And so I had a few experiences of just sort of dropping into that natural place of silence and just feeling very called to sit in, in quiet or to pick up um, particularly, a, I have a couple books that just aren't so much, they don't take me into my mind, they just take me right into my heart because they just keep repeating about staying focused on the truth and healing from that place. And, and I had a few experiences intermittently in the last couple of days where I felt like, oh, this is what happens for me. It's like, it taught me that the daily practice, our daily practices are very important and helpful, helps ground and steady me. But then the moments of grace, when something just comes flowing through or opens up, there's no effort at all because it's not me and it's not, I'm not trying, the elusive trying to be in a more spiritual or aware place. It's that because I'm sort of priming the pump, because I do show up, but never as much as I think I should show up. I don't do as much as I think I should, or if I did more, then I would access this faster. And it really is teaching me that when I'm showing up in whatever way I'm showing up, that then these moments of grace just come flowing through and they come unexpected and they don't come because I'm always just doing the right thing. <laughs> they just, they just come flowing through and I'm just so grateful to know that and to begin to trust that more, that the grace is always there. And if we just create the space, even with the chatter, even with all the things that I was saying to Rieko the other day, despite all the things that I'm not doing that I think I should be doing if I was a better student, there's still something on a, on a lower level, a deeper level still happening. It's quite remarkable. It's like meditating and my mind's chattering away. And then I hear like a sound outside, a dog barking or a truck going by and it'll startle me. And it helps me to realize that there's two things going at once. My mind may be chattering, but a deeper silence, a deeper opening is still happening. And you know, that's quite a relief to me that is helping me be mostly <laughs> less judgmental. Sometimes I still can do that to myself, but so. I'm very grateful for that experience of grace flowing through. I just wanted to share that. Boy, I kept trying to mute myself, wasn't working. So I, was, I said thank you. <laughs> if you saw my lips moving. Yeah, I really like, um, 
Uh, I put sharing about my experiences, and I feel that's where learning is. Very powerful learning. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. That's really beautiful share. Thank you. I, lo I loved it too, Vanessa, and it reminded me of um, that when we're willing and we put these things on the altar, then we don't, we aren't the doer later on when things happen and um, you know, we can experience the grace, both in the silence and in the doing. And um, uh, I'm going on the Camino starting next Monday, so I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. Um, and I started to, you know, have a couple of moments of um, how to do it, you know, what were the right things to bring and what... When uh, what will my needs be taken care of, and am I ready, and this and that, and I really got a very strong message. You know, not only are you inestimable, but you are enough. You have enough. You're ready enough, and we'll take care of the rest. Just, just keep going. We got this. Just like your young friend said. You know, we got your back. It all it all comes together. We're having our different experiences, but we look different. But really, there's so much the same because we are one, truly, not just figuratively, metaphorically. That's that's what when we get beyond the stuff and the bodies. The big one is the bodies, right? If we forget the bodies, then we can believe we're all spirits, you know. I'd like to share success. I am, for over five years, I've been seeing this chaplain from the returning veterans website for you. And it's interesting because I wasn't planning on saying this, but it's interesting because when I first saw her, choosing, I could choose from different things. It's become bigger now, like, you know, acupuncture, massage and stuff. And there was, there's, and she had listed as chaplain, right? I'm like, uh, no, I'm not interested in talking about God. <laughs> It's so funny now, but and something in my mind said, just go, just go once, and if you don't like it, you don't have to go back, right? And I've been going for over five years, <laughs> and she's been so patient with me, and um, trying to bring me in my body and, and let me really recognize how I feel, which I like resist. <laughs> Such a good resistor in that way. But um I guess my success is so today she's been trying this periodically and 
usually I go into my head like what you talk about, Rosalind. I guess where I used to like to live. And um I I guess I really want to share this because I I really don't forget how I felt afterwards. So she took me into the first memory I have when I was a kid and and the first and, and so we went through that and I I something I couldn't do a couple years ago is I I comforted myself then and brought them back to the, the present, right? And um and I could feel tears in my eyes. So and this and well that that was a good experience. It was really pretty it was fairly easy for me. I mean it was so interesting how easy it was. Natural actually. And I used to believe that, but I think I believe it now. That's why it was. So, and what was interesting, and I think this was the most powerful thing, is afterwards, I felt, I said this, I feel whole now. And it's really interesting. So I was just because I've been praying about that I want to that I'm I'm interested and willing I'm I've been working with willingness statements and I'm willing to experience feeling whole and complete. And I did. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. It's interesting that what you tell yourself is so powerful. And you don't even have to really believe it. You just have to be willing to believe it. So that's it. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. Carla. Yeah. Thank you. That was beautiful. I'm very moved. So happy for you. I had a one on one with Jennifer last week and I don't even remember what I was talking. Oh yeah, I know. I was just talking about just really deep old feelings of feeling alone and feeling separate. And she suggested that I do the purity affirmations. And I looked at them and I don't even know what to 
think about purity. I mean, all the words that are in our willingness thing, you know, our willingness cards. I mean, I relate to, to those, but purity, I like, I don't even get it. I don't even know what, what that means. I mean, I even get innocent, I mean, to some degree, but not really pure. And I just wondered what other people thought of that, that word. I mean, what it is, even. I'm glad you're saying that because I used to wonder the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Carla. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can say anything helpful or except that I have the exact same resistance to that word. And it's interesting. It's interesting it that there's that resistance. Yeah. But what is it that makes us think that we're less than pure? I wonder if our attack thoughts and our judgments um, are what keeps us from feeling that we're pure. Because um, almost innocent um, has is the opposite of guilty in our language. But pure doesn't really have an opposite in, in a way. We don't use that word. So purity is um, a great word to give us, I think, um, in, in, how shall I say, in the, in the mix of not knowing what that is, is an opening for us. Because I think whenever we think we know, mm-hmm. we're not really that open to mm-hmm. us. And so I think you're not alone, Laurel, um, in that. And I... Because um, the angels, they know they're pure, and, but they don't attack because they've said to me, anytime you're feeling icky and there have been attack thoughts, you can be sure that it didn't come from us because <laughs> that's not from us. And so I, I, I take that to mean purity. They know about purity. Yeah, that's really, I would think that they would. But I, and I associate that with them not being human, you know, mm. not being human. So there's Hater. something Hater. about humanity, I guess, that I'm... So it's our beliefs there again. Thank you. That's great. It's our beliefs about humanity and ourselves that, yeah, we can do better on our judgments, but, but we're still going to have attack thoughts or whatever. Yeah, and there's nothing that can make me pure. How can we wipe away, you know, all those, sins, all those yucky you know. things that mm-hmm. I think I did <laughs> in mm-hmm. all the lifetimes, of course, mm-hmm. not just this. Well, that's great, Laurel. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I think of purity like when a baby's born. Mm. Like when I looked at my son, I just said, he's perfect. And I've known mothers who had babies born where physically they weren't what we would call perfect and their experience is still the same. That baby's perfect and the baby's done nothing but exist. You know, the baby does nothing. The baby just is a blob. And 
And yet the feeling in the heart often usually, I mean, that was my feeling, just like, he's perfect. And I, I remember thinking at the time, this must be what like God thinks of all of us. We're perfect. It's the truth. It's the pure, well, purity. It's the pure truth. <laughs> that that's who and what we are. And I think of like, oh, that's the thing about the, this notion of original sin. The original sin is that we forgot. That's all. It doesn't, at least my understanding or my sense of it is it doesn't mean that we came into this world sinful. <laughs> it means the opposite. It's like we just forgot. And so that's one of the things I try and use that same tone with myself because I forget a lot. So I say, oh, I forgot. Now, I'm not, I don't want to be misspeaking. I, I, I'm not always so generous with myself, but I try as much as I can to be, to use that tone with myself. And when I don't use that tone with myself, I still say, well, I forgot. So to me, that purity is, I think of it like a baby being born. The baby's pure, the baby's perfect, the baby's, and even when the baby grows up and starts doing different things, the essence is still the truth. And it's true for all of us. And that's just so beautiful. You know, the word that came into my mind earlier in your talk is identification. You know, I used to, I think I've shared this before, but I know I've shared with my roommate in the past. I used to identify, and this is, Rosalind, you're, teaching or whatever sharing on the Enneagram was huge in in helping me see this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to identify with all the thoughts and that they were me, right? And but and so about babies is they don't have they just are, right? They just are, and they don't have that identification. And as we gain that identification with mother, daughter, bad, wrong, one other one word, you know, I, it's, it's, interesting. It just feels, yeah, powerful. so interesting to me Carla that you just brought up the Enneagram <clears throat> because I was I was thinking that I wanted to to go through my life you know to find out these core false beliefs that I have about myself mm -hmm. so that I can just really go at them and something told me to get an Enneagram book off my shelf which I probably haven't looked at in 15 years or more and I thought oh my gosh it's all here it's like it's all packaged <laughs> and I kept going oh yeah check 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 oh yeah that's me yep check 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 and it was so helpful which one were you I'm a nine mm -hmm. and it was so helpful just to see that and and humbling 
you know, that, oh my goodness, I just fall into this pattern. And, and how grateful I am that somebody, you know, figured it out, you know, that we have these templates, you know, to look at our ego and personality to see ex really exactly how we've wired things up for ourselves. So if anybody ever, I don't know, I just, I, I, I'm just like copying down every word pretty much in the chapter, you know, so that I can just read it over and over again, you know, and, and, and work off of it as a master list. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Just did that like two days ago. Wow. Hmm. Laura, what were some of those beliefs for you? Um, well, I mean, it certainly had to do with feeling separate and not part of a group and feeling invisible. That's a, you know, very critical pieces of nines um, that I don't feel like my needs count. You know, I'm always looking to other people outside of myself, um, you know, what, what's going on with them, you know, trying to figure out how to think or do things based on what other people are telling me about either themselves or myself. Um, feeling lost um, is another part of it. Muddled, confused. I thought that was my head injury. <laughs> um, so. Laurel, I've always thought that nines were the one on the, the, the particular Enneagram. There are nine of them, for those that don't know, but nine were the one that isn't talked about in other parts of psychology. Um, I had a nine daughter, and um, that was so useful for her and for us, even though we have degrees in psychology, to see the template of nineness um, and how they feel passed over and how they the, the will of other people's feels like um, power to them when they know what other people's will is and so on. And so you struck Pater finding your Enneagram oh. like that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's great. It's very valuable. It is. It's really like looking at a mirror, mm -hmm. right? A, a many dimensional mirror. Yeah. Jennifer had that experience when she found her Enneagram too. Mm. Many people do. Not everybody, though. We did it last year, and not everybody loved the experience, right, Carla? Not everybody took it and ran with it like Carla did and some other people did. Well, what's interesting is we, the, she had talked about the Enneagram two years prior, I think. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I think I'm a something or other. So I just know that Things come around and for us, for our healing. I just, when it just kind of, I don't know if it waits, but like, I think I read something. Um, if you want to be like, this is for me, someone said, I don't know why I have this out. <laughs> I opened this, I'm going to play. If you want to be like me, this is from Jesus and of course the miracles. If you want to be like me, I will help you knowing that we are like, if you want to be different, I will wait until you change your mind. And so that's hmm. what felt. I, I, 
eggplant even speaking to anything in there was open to that. It's really it's so interesting. <laughs> Carla, what you just read reminded me, it looped it right back to what Rosalind said at the beginning of the call about us being unestimable. So it's perfect. Thanks for that connection, Rieka. Yeah, Carla too. Yeah, it's perfect. It's all perfect. Do we have things we want to put on the altar? I'd like to start with putting Diana and Tim on the altar, that their experience be one of love and ease. And whatever the process looks like, that it gets transmuted into love. That was beautifully said, Rosalind. Um, I'd like to put on the altar negative uh, um, addiction to negative thinking and um, having that voice, listening to that voice um, of negativity and criticism and judgment. Thank you. Um, I'll add to that, putting on the altar, um, understanding truth. You mean there's a desire? Or blocks? What are you putting on? I think the angels know what I mean. I may not be able to put it to Carl. I don't mean that to sound snide. I just don't know that I can voice it quite right, but I think it's probably understood what I'm struggling with. <laughs> You're right. I don't need to understand. Does anyone have anything else to put on the altar? I would like to add um, any and all self-attack thoughts or judgments, guilt surrounding the passing of loved ones or anyone really. All the meaning we made of it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? I'd like to put on the altar, surrendering the false beliefs about what it means to be a parent. I'm a little torn. Uh, what can it be is to put on the altar <clears throat> whenever I identify with ego thoughts or ego self, you know, and then I thought, Ugh, I don't even want to say that's going to happen, although, you know, I just want to <clears throat> recognize it. I think that's what I, I want to ask for support to recognize when that does happen, if that does happen. I came up, um, heard somebody talking about, um, it's a concept that I'm familiar with, but used a word that kind of helped illuminate it for me. And so I'll share it with all of you too. But um, to let go of and leave on the altar all the energy of againstness. So it's like our resistance, but I don't know, it helped me. In, in some of the awarenesses I'm having of of uh, my my growth areas, that that's a significant one, and, and it's very connected with learning how to trust life and embrace the challenges, and and know that each one is a blessing um, if I will claim it and 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 look for it. So, but I hadn't heard it worded that way before um, so to leave on the altar the energy or the attitude of againstness and I have one more to add I don't know how are you going to put all this in a prayer form is, or are we just throwing it out there I don't want to overburden that but it's already in prayer form by just okay. so we don't need to go over each one they are on the altar okay so um, to then to um Put on the altar for each of us, both attending this call and those that will listen in the future, to be able to be illuminated with a sense of their own untold, unfathomable, incalculable, inestimable, inestimable <laughs> worth. Mm. And let it be let it be a felt sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. So beautiful, you all. So let me pray out. And we start with gratitude for everyone who showed up and everyone who will listen later. You grace us by bringing you to the table. We're grateful for all the prayers that were put on the altar. We thank Holy Spirit, the angels, and each other for the holy moments, the holy instances that we've had during this call and that we've had in this community and that we will have. We're grateful for even 
what has not yet been experienced. We put on the altar all opinions for or against, remembering that for also has against, and that we notice those fours just as much as we notice the against. We put on the altar all false identifications, all roles, all beliefs, all judgments, all blocks to love, especially the belief in separation. We declare our inestimable, inestimable love, <laughs> innocence, purity, oneness, knowledge, trust, clarity, and the experience to know all of these things. We feel so blessed that we understand that through our hearts, which open to each other and to life, that we know God and that we know God in ourselves and each and in each other. And that when we look at each other, we see the face of God. When we look in the mirror, we see the face of God. And we feel so blessed for the opportunities that we've been given to be together, to know each other, to know God, to know the angels, to know every form that we're being spoken to. We feel so blessed. And out of this blessing and these truths, we share so willingly and so lovely, lovingly and so happily with each person and each being in the world, as well as the inanimate objects. We're so happy to have this experience and be happy learners. And for the opportunity to be together, we all say amen. 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 Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.